Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 814, How to Find Time to Read as a Busy Mom, part one, by Kara Harvey of apurposedrivenmom.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Thursday installment of ORD. I am your host, Greg Audino, and today we will be starting a two-parter for you. This post from Kara Harvey is a bit longer, but very important, so we want to make sure to fit it all in for you. I'll be starting this one today and picking back up tomorrow, so we shan't wait another minute. Enjoy this one, everyone, as we optimize your life. How to Find Time to Read as a Busy Mom, Part 1, by Kara Harvey of a apurposedrivenmom.com. How is it possible to find time to read when you're a busy mom? The first few years, I felt like I barely had time to read my grocery list, let alone a book. I felt like a victim of parenting and treated my mom duties and children like they were in the way of what I wanted to do. In the past few months, I had a mindset shift. I stopped saying I don't have time, and when someone asked me how I was, I worked my hardest to not just respond with, tired, very tired. Now don't get me wrong, being a mom is tough. I am tired, I am overwhelmed, and I do feel behind often. But that's not all I am, and it's not all motherhood is. So if you're like me and want to be more than mom and work on your goals, I want to encourage you that you can do that. You can work on that project, take a shower, or read a book. It might not look the same as it did pre-kids, and it will never be perfect, but it is possible. In November, I made a goal to read more, and was super excited that since then, in just three months, I finished 12 books. That's more books than I read in all of 2017 when I had my son. Ways to find time to read. My first suggestion when it comes to finding time to read is to create a routine and habit trigger. A habit trigger is something you do directly before the habit you want to develop. It is usually something that you already do. If, for example, you want to read right before bed, your habit trigger might be brushing your teeth before bed. If you want to read when your kids take a nap, putting them down for a nap is your trigger. If you don't plan out when in your day you want to read, it's not going to happen. Our days are so go, go, go all the time. Things that are not strategically planned will get skipped. Now, I'm not saying you need to say, every day at 1.35, I will read, because we know that won't happen. But I suggest giving yourself a suggested time and use time blocking. I make it a goal to sit and read for at least 10 minutes two times a day. After my 17-month-old goes down for a nap, my three-year-old and I have reading time. I read a chapter of my nonfiction or self-development book, and she does an independent craft, color, or work on a puzzle. I like to read nonfiction when she's around because if I have to stop to help her, then I can easily get back into what I'm reading. It's also a great pick-me-up in the middle of the day when I know I need a boost. Another great time to read is right before bed, but I don't recommend that you read nonfiction. I suggest picking an exciting fiction book that will keep you awake and be just for you. In January, I did a no-TV month for myself, and it was incredible. 
Sure, I missed watching some great Netflix shows, but after the kids went to bed and I worked, I would sit down and read and get totally lost in a book. Before, when I was watching more TV, I felt like I never had time to read, when in reality, I was just prioritizing mindless TV instead. Using audiobooks to find time to read. If you're struggling to even imagine sitting to read like I'm describing, let me encourage you to start using audiobooks. I don't love fiction books on audio personally, but can definitely get into nonfiction. Between nonfiction books on apps like Audible, Hoopla, Scrod, or Overdrive, and podcasts, I feel like I spend so much of my day fueling my brain. Check out Audible if you don't have a membership. The link I have attached in this post will get you two free books and a 30-day trial. Audio is a great way to get into books because there really is a ton of time to listen. Every time you're in the car, you can become your own little university. I have learned so much with self-help audios while driving. Even if you only have a 10-minute commute to drop the kids to school each day, that's 10 more minutes than you were getting before. There are a ton of other times in the day when you can use audiobooks. I like to have them playing while I fold laundry, cook dinner, or do other boring household chores. It makes the time go super fast and makes my chores even more fun, if that's possible at all. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled How to Find Time to Read as a Busy Mom by Kara Harvey of a PurposeDrivenMom.com. And a great start to this longer post from Kara. I'll save most of my commentary for tomorrow once the post has been read in its entirety. But I am really enjoying it so far, not only in terms of how parents can fuel themselves with something useful like reading, but I also love the lessons on habit stacking, which is something we can all keep in our back pockets, particularly useful for parents, as one of the main challenges is feeling free and in control enough to make time for things they like to do for themselves. So take notes, everyone. We are done for now, though. Like I said, part two will be here for you tomorrow, and you won't want to miss out. So tune in tomorrow to find out how children can be integrated into this great habit of reading and where your optimal life awaits.